I like to describe Weird Norfolk as a cabinet of curiosities containing forgotten folklore, paranormal experiences, odd places to visit, and just a, a real collection of interesting local history. I'm Shifra Connor and I'm the curator and researcher for Weird Norfolk. Fact, folklore, legend that relate to a whole manner of different things in the county, whether that be an artefact at Norwich Castle, whether that be an erratic stone left by a glacier. So I'm Stacia Briggs and I'm the writer for Weird Norfolk. we're talking about the Warring Brothers at Wickhampton. For generations, the stone effigies in St Andrew's Church, Wickhampton, have acted as a warning for warring siblings. Many a child has been told the tale of two local brothers who couldn't work out their differences. This is how the story goes. Two brothers spent many years arguing over their adjacent land boundaries. When neither brother could concede, their dispute turned violent. Their final fight was so vicious that they tore each other's hearts out with their bare hands. It's then said said God looked looked down upon the brothers' lifeless bodies and was so appalled by their behaviour towards each other that he turned them to stone. The local villagers then carried the stone corpses, who were still clutching each other's hearts, into the church to serve as a reminder of the perils of fighting. In addition to this, the brothers' lands were renamed Wicked Hampton, now shortened to Wickhampton, and Hellfire Gate, now known as Halvergate. Over time, one brother's heart has been worn away, but both statues can still be found in their final resting place in the chancel of the church. Mm. You'd have thought God didn't just... uh, That business of being so appalled by their behaviour that he instantly turned them both to stone. They were presumably dead because they'd they'd, grasped each other's hands. Yeah, well, it said that he looked down upon their lifeless bodies. I thought it'd be quite nice to be turned to stone. Yeah, because it's... Was it not just rigor mortis? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's... um, I feel... So my instincts on this story is it's actually quite a modern folklore tale because obviously this is just my thoughts on it. I have no official background in this sort of thing. I think you are an expert. (laughs) But most like traditional and old folklore tales seem to revolve around the devil. You know, the devil tricks them into doing something. The devil steal something i couldn't i haven't come across any others that god directly intervenes in like this mm. which makes me feel like it's more of a moralistic tale yeah more, a more like more of a yeah tale. maybe more victorian yeah um like i said there's there's lots of examples of people being turned to stone it, you know like actual big massive rocks um a lot of the stone circles are attributed. I went to one recently in Somerset at Stanton Drew, and the story there is that the devil tricked a wedding party into celebrating into the early hours of Sunday, which is obviously 
they're not meant to do. And as soon as it turned to um, the Sabbath, they were turned to stone. Um, so there's like lots of that sort of thing, but to actually, their whole, they then turn, basically turn into a rock rather than an actual effigy. Mm. So yeah, I just think it's a modern moral tale to tell. Almost to the make kind of thing behave. where people, where the kids are in the church um, during a service and mm. messing about and the mother, you can almost hear her, can't you, kind of, or the father, or the father, yeah. um, kind of uh, turns and hisses at, at the infants and kind of says, see those over there? That's what happens. If, if you rip you, each other's hearts yeah, out. You rip each other's hearts out. Yeah. And that'll and that's it. And it's like, you know, if, it's a bit like a, of a bogeyman kind of tale. You know, if, if you don't stop misbehaving, if you don't stop arguing, you're going to end up like the two brothers yeah. in the church down the road. Yeah, it's um, it's the kind of behaviour monitor. Yeah, and it's, yeah, I just it? think it is unusual for God to be so directly involved. Mm. Because he usually just, like, doesn't really bother. He just lets the devil you think that gave, Would that people? give it more impact than if it had been... The devil had turned them to Yeah, because it's a different kind of scared, isn't it? Like, the devil is scary in that he is like... Rrr. And you don't want to go to hell. Yeah. On the other hand, in folklore, he's normally a bit of a moron, isn't he? Yeah. And he kind of can easily be tricked. Whereas, and... dev- like, God has the final word. God yeah. is like God, and yeah. you can't trick God. You're not going to be... And he sees everything, yeah. and he'll see if you're being naughty. A bit like Santa. Turn- yeah, it is so, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he'll see if you're being naughty and he'll turn you to stone. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do, I, I am quite fascinated with the whole petrification thing, the whole, in particular, I'm, I'm, I did classics at A-level really badly, but I still did it. It's kind of, I'm such a, a, a total crawler at school and um, this was the one I did worst in, so it still smarts a little bit. <laughs> I didn't get an A. Um, made and and that with my incredible knowledge of the toilet underground systems of the Romans, which I thought you know I, that alone deserved an A. Anyway, let's not get into that. Um, but uh, we did do Medusa, um, mm-hmm. who is a a classic yeah, of the yeah. petrification um, yeah. kind of tales, and and Poseidon of course mm. also a he turned a whole ship into us yeah, yeah he did and and just those those tales I mean they are great stories aren't they those classic tales of 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 people who are able to turn humans into stone um and Medusa was particularly a cruel story wasn't it because she was raped wasn't she mm. and it was um Gosh, who was the who was the 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 who turned her into into a monster? Her sisters were the Gorgon sisters. She was raped by by Poseidon, wasn't yes, it? Yes, I think it was Poseidon. Yeah, yeah, who who then himself was able to turn things into stone, and she was turned into a monster with snake hair because he raped her. Because he raped her, and and because it wasn't Diana, it was. Um, one of the goddesses was so upset this had Athena was so upset this had happened in her beautiful kingdom. She opened a card shop. That she answered the card <laughs> shop, and uh, yeah, and and, and and from there on, legend comes. But I mean, um, in the Bible, I mean, people get turned to salt, don't yes. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which is supposed which to be more stone. useful. Yeah, which yeah. is stone. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, it's, it's obviously, it, it seems a very strange. You know, if someone said today, well, well, you'll be turned to stone. You would just laugh, really, yeah. wouldn't you? But clearly this was it's, quite I think a... the interesting thing about it as well is that when, when I've been to this church and it's really cool there. Um, 
But and the effigies are still there, but they're quite clearly a man and a woman. Yeah. Like it's that's obviously the, that's that the is the other thing. In that the is room, and so it? somebody that's the other thing that makes me feel like it's just a maybe yeah, a more Victorian story. Is because if you go yeah. back and you know, it's it's quite it's obvious it's a man and a woman. Are you are you deliberately not saying what his name is because you can't pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. And what is it? Um name? okay. It is um the it's a thir- the effigies are in fact so this one we can solve immediately, it's not brothers ripping out their hearts and God pronouncing judgment. It's thirteenth century depictions of Sir William Gerbig Gerbig Gerbiggy, goodbye, goodbye, um, Sir William and his wife, Bill, yeah, yeah. Bill um, who are lying patiently on their beds waiting for Judgment Day. Sir William possibly raising his heart to God in prayer or towards his wife in a sign of never ending love. So it's actually, it, it's more likely to be that he's he's raising his heart to God than, mm. than never ending love. And also, it looks like the woman's hands were more in a praying thing so i don't even know if there ever was a heart in her hands but it looks like it's been really chipped away so there may have been but it looks more like she's in prayer mm. so and i suppose she could be a very effeminate man let's yeah, not she could you know be. let's not but, take that away but it does have their names on it as i recall yeah, doesn't it yeah, it yeah. Does, yeah so so um yeah <laughs> and, and he was a benefactor for the church yeah um it's so. still going back to the structure it still seems quite harsh that you rip each other's heart out. Yeah. Why that's what you know? Why don't you tell your children that you know if you play with fire, mm. one you're going to burn, then you're going to be turned to stone. Yeah. Or if you poke <laughs> someone in the eye, you're going to be turned to stone. But then why ripping out each but other's in, heart? Uh, but that maybe it is a bit older than Victorian then, because I know like obviously all the fairy tale, the original like Grimm Brothers Grimm and all those, they were actually the original ones uh, are actually very grim, you know, and they did have like cutting off people's toes and all sorts mm. of awful things so maybe that does place it as a bit older than victorian you know adding because it adds those that kind of but kids love that sort of stuff anyway don't mm. they? Yeah. How, they've got amazing wall paintings there yeah that they? was the other thing i was going to bring up about this yeah. church is that i'd never like before i went to this church i'd never really heard of memento mori and then i walked in this church and i was like oh my god what is that and it's um is it medieval the three living in yeah. the three, 15th century. Oh, 15th. Um, what, what's momentum? I thought it had four, I thought they were 14th century. I'm not going against Simon and his church website, and that's oh, where okay. that's from. Is it? Okay. Let's just quickly credit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah notthechurches.com.co.uk, yeah. something yeah. like that. He is amazing. Um, so on the wall, so the memento mori is basically, is Latin for remember death, and it's kind of, it was really popular in kind of medieval times, but also Victorian times as a way of basically reminding everybody that, you know, death comes to us all, whether you're rich or poor, and it's going to happen. There's also the opposite, well, not the opposite, there's another term, which is memento vivere, which is a slightly nicer interpretation, which is remember to live. So it's kind of like they go hand in hand, really. It's like, remember death, but remember to live. Mm -hmm. Like, don't worry about it too much. Um... But on the walls in there, these memento mori are just amazing. So yeah. it's the, the tale of the yeah the three living and the three dead, um, which is, um, I think it varies a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's basically three huntsmen um, are going through the forest looking for rabbits or deer or whatever, and they come across three corpses in different stages of 
decomposition and obviously quite terrified um but the corpses are like you know it's just like a warning yeah chill out yeah it's kind of like is it um, as, as i, I was, once was no, yeah as you are now as i so once, once was were we yeah as we are now as you will be or something like that so as it's, we are now, yeah, yeah so yeah. you will be yeah it's re- it's just really amazing like the way the skeleton the, like skeletons and you don't expect to see skeletons in a church in that way. I don't know. I think they're quite cute, personally. They've got cute little faces. Mm. Um, but it's expert. just... Yeah. So what is, it? is it a painting? Is yeah, it it's, like, it's a massive um, mur- mural. Mm. Muriel. Yeah, oh, Muriel. <laughs> um, and it's just really beautifully preserved. You know, you can really see it perfectly. And there's lovely little rabbits all over. It's just really amazing. And I'd never seen anything like it. And it, it's kind of the, the 14th, 15th century equivalent of like an, uh, an Instagram meme. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like kind of saying, yeah, hey, you know, you know, seize the day, live, live your best life. It's yeah. like that, yeah. but in the 14th century. I mean, and actually, it? once you start looking for Memento Mori as well, yeah, everywhere, they are yeah. everywhere. So yeah. that was my first point. I hadn't even realised I'd seen Memento Mori before. And then I started doing research, and you'll see them often um, on memorials, on gravestones, and they're like schools or. There's some great ones in the graveyard and church at Clyde. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is like that was like heaven when I went there. Memento I, I, I went up there with Madness. with my husband and my friend Mel, and I think I did their head in because I was just running around going, oh, "Look at that one." Oh. Look at that one. Oh, look at that one. I was like, have my phone out taking pictures of all of did them. Because we, we they were so one, beautiful. Did we find one in the door at St. Peter Mancroft? Yeah, one in the door there. I'd been to St. Peter Mancroft before and I'd like thought I'd spotted all of the ones in there. And then when we popped in, mm, there was another one just on a door carved yeah. into... But I yeah. think there's one at St. Andrews in Norwich. Okay. If I remember rightly. Yeah. yeah. And obviously there's a very famous one in the cathedral. Yeah, yes, the standing up. I, I think that's yeah. when I first ever got interested in unusual things because I used to beg to go and see that skeleton because that is a. Yeah, as I, I can't remember now, who he is, but he, he, it said that he's buried standing up. So when yes. the so when Judgment Day comes, he's, 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 he can run towards it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. But it is great that that yeah. that. And it's it's just something extra. I mean, I think oh, I think churches are fascinating anyway. Yeah. But it's just at that extra little thing, like pretty much every church you go to there's a memento mori of some description mm. whether it's the traditional kind of looking skulls or there's often um oh, I, every single time i try to remember what these are i forget what they're called not egg timers but like egg timers yeah you know um hourglasses, hourglasses. oh yeah. my god and it happens every time i try and say it every time yeah, yeah. so In fact, i pretty much just follow sheep around to say the word hourglass <laughs> Don't I? And I always say to you, what do I always say to you to remember it? I can't remember. The ladies' figure. Uh, yeah, hourglass. Yeah. Anyway, hourglasses with wings, sometimes on their own. Sometimes mm. the skulls have wings. It's They're just fascinating. Mm. And like the, I, I really like the older ones because mm. um, I like the, the more naive style of illustration. <laughs> <laughs> says the illustrator <laughs> yeah they are they are it, it's kind of it's quite interesting when you start getting into the whole has a reader tombstone type mm. thing isn't it that you can if you go it makes modern gravestones look so unbelievably rubbish apart from commonwealth graves which are beautiful and white and gorgeous mm. but 
Otherwise, I kind of think, God, when I die, there's no way I'm having one of those horrific... Well, I think my friend said that I'm in charge of her gravestone. Yeah. Which is quite exciting. Yeah. But you want an actual stone, don't you, for yeah, a start? And not yeah. some hideous... The kind of thing people Marvel have on their, on their kitchen worktop. Yeah. I'm not going under a kitchen worktop when I die. That's not happening. They're horrible, aren't they? Mm. And covered in bloody wind chimes. Oh, no. Don't let that happen to me. But I would recommend... look, And also with Memento Mori, you get a lot of jewellery as mm. well, don't you? And, like, people would put, like, locks of their loved one's hair. Um, and so those ones were more actually just, like, hair woven together, but it still counts as a Memento Mori because it's, like, you're remembering... I think this is a whole episode. Yeah, oh, they're fascinating, and I would really recommend people looking mm. out for them. In fact, I'd really like to document all the ones in Norfolk. Have like we could have like a, a, a map. Google map mm. and put ev- all the pictures, like of marking the points of where they are. Yeah, that would be really cool. So if anybody knows of any, yeah, send us. Know. Yeah, know I might do. start that actually. Because yeah, I need another thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't got enough to do, have we? But this is—I think this is a perfect example of a of a case where, you know, much to our annoyance, in a way, there is no there is no haunting story. There is no ghost in there. This is just a kind of interesting tale of how people take something and make it make sense to mm. them I love that isn't it? it's like we often well not often but we've talked about sometimes how or what things now will become future folklore mm. and I feel like this is a story that was told just amongst the village and it's actually now kind of established folklore yeah you know it's in the it's in folklore books yeah you yeah. know when, in, when, in, despite the fact there's quite clearly an explanation and it's right there you don't even yeah, have I to put search this on, the I put this on. This is when I still use Twitter. I put this on Twitter and some smart-ass replied, oh, I think you'll find they're a man of a woman. And I emailed, like, tw- tweeted back going, yeah, if you read the article. Yeah, read it, it actually says that they're yeah. a man. Thanks for that. But you, this... you, you mentioned about the, the names of the two villages. I mean, is, is that true then? So did they start out as... I really hope that's true. I, I don't. don't, I don't maps. We need all maps. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I can get some old maps, but not that far back. I think. I think uh, we've now had it in the EDP twice, so I think that actually does mean it is true. True. Yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, that, I mean, it's kind of, it's that sort of thing as well. There's enough. It makes sense enough to kind of make you think. Well, yeah, that could be true. Because mm. they, the names do kind of like Wicked Hampton, Wickhampton, yeah, Hellfire Gate, Halvergate. They sound kind of similar, don't they? Well, we're just shoehorning it in to make it sound great. Yeah. <laughs> I really I, I wish d- that I was wish true. I wish it was true, but I don't feel like yeah. it is. Uh, I mean, Hellfire Gate is Halvergate. Halvergate is a bit grim, to be Hellfire honest. Hellfire Gate's a bit of a harsh like name for it, though, isn't it? It is a bit, really. Wicked Hampton just sounds And also, like, if they've got know, that much information, why haven't they got the brothers' names? Oh, you're so difficult, aren't you? I, you, know, you know, just... I mean, but once you start... That's, God didn't have time. He yeah. just needed to it's... meet out some vengeance quickly to stop those warring siblings. But then, on the it. other hand, grain of, grains of truth might be that there was actually the land was actually at some point owned by brothers who didn't really get on very well. I don't think it's true. No, me neither. I think it was totally made up. I don't. Sorry. Uh, yeah, damn. But um, it still doesn't make it any less valuable as a folklore tale. No, and I think that is the point, isn't it? The, mm. the, and that's what I hope makes us a bit different because we don't just kind of go for the, yeah. you know... And well, you don't write it off as, like, not being important just because it's not true or it's not, like, 
really well documented. So it's, it's, oh, it's still, extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, but and you do get people who just write it off, don't I you? Am, I am really fascinated with these with these stories where where somebody takes something which seems really obvious. It's a bit like the stones. It's mm-hmm. why I like my stones, because you know we know why those stones are there, uh, and uh, but before there were explanations easily available, then of course it made sense to say, well, they, they're the petrified remains of maidens caught dancing on a Sunday mm. by God. Yeah. Do you know, of course they are. Yeah. You know, and yeah, why not? <laughs> and that is kind of, you know, that those are the stories you it's don't want to lose. It's also a form of entertainment, isn't it? So obviously back in the day, storytelling was a massive part of people's lives. And so you would make stories up about your local area because everybody kind of knew where they were. Mm. So... And that is, again, something we're quite interested in, isn't it? Bringing that back, mm. trying to do a little bit more of that. And I think people are trying to do a bit. I think, I think so. there's become a, a, a kind of a movement to reclaim a little bit of that because because answers are so readily available now, aren't they? And that's actually quite tedious, mm. that if we want to know something, we can find it out immediately. That's both a joy and really tiresome because you want sometimes to invent that, mm. to make that the gap between what you know and what you don't know that is where stories come in, isn't it? It's that gap, filling that gap. And that... I think and we're discovering, actually, it's like um, on a previous podcast, we're saying that a lot of the stories that we find haven't been doc- on online. Yeah. So actually, it's quite fun for us to do the storytelling element. I love that because bit. That's we, my... That's there there of... isn't all that facts, fact, 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 fact there. It's A lot of it is speculation, and we're like, well, you know... It's and about it's telling about, a story. It's so, about kind of, yeah, weaving yeah, the story, We don't blatantly make anything up. No. It's just weaving it. Yes. You talk about the research. I mean, that, that sort of instant gratification of finding out a piece of information, it doesn't do anybody any good because no. you haven't got time to ponder it mm. or discover, oh, right, I know the answer to that. I'll move on, do yeah. something else. Whereas you start digging and it's when, this is what this is so such a good example of it is when you start digging you start to find other things mm. and it starts raising more questions yeah. and more research yeah, yeah. more homework and and storytelling is very social isn't yeah. it so you know part of it for us is sitting there and having a, a massive uh, marvel about it all isn't yeah. it and kind of saying yeah. well what do you think and, and then us disagreeing or agreeing or coming up with a theory and mm. and that then becomes the new story doesn't it that we tell and and as as you say, it's sometimes the the journey is more interesting than the destination, mm. isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, this actually isn't that interesting a story. No, but we've made start... twenty minutes of podcasts yeah. out of it, which is brilliant. Yeah, once you start chatting about it, it leads on to other things, doesn't yeah. it? And yeah, and you have thoughts about, I don't know, yeah, thoughts of all stories. And... Yes, and it is enough for me that this that this was probably you know some imps in the church misbehaving. And a very clever parent suddenly clicking on to the fact that she could harness God's wrath <laughs> and uh, point out that the two people in front had done exactly the same and thing. And then her children told their children yeah. that it's just like been passed on. Yeah. Well, and then they told them the children at school and yeah. the children at school went and told their parents and their parents are like, oh yeah, that's actually quite good. Yeah. And yeah. it spreads like that. And then yeah. eventually some historian somewhere writes it down and it gets put into a book. And then, and then we put it in the EDP and, and then, then we, we talk about it, it in a podcast and, and it carries on forever. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, it is. And that is, I think, where this started, isn't it? Mm. Kind of wanting this all to just continue to be. So regardless of the fact we know it's Mr Gerbigi or whatever his name mm. is 
It isn't. It's mm. it's the two warring brothers of Wicked Hampton and Hellfire. Yeah, there was another Gate. email we had, like someone moaning that something we've written wasn't true. Yeah. And I was like, but most of the stories that we tell don't have any actual evidence. It's all speculation and folklore and myth. And so I replied that to them, basically. And they came In back with, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. See what you're trying to do. <laughs> Why, why, why did you even waste It could have been worse. Like... They could have turned you to stone. Yes. <laughs> I wish I could have turned them happen. to stone. Well, we're working on that. <clears throat> the experiments are uh, pleasing. Yes. Yeah. So don't email us and say that it's rubbish because we are, well, I'd say we're days away. Days <laughs> away. <laughs> listening to this week's weird norfolk episode you can find us every week in the eastern daily press on page 13 of the weekend supplement you can also find an archive of all of our stories at edp24.co.uk and if you're feeling social you can follow us on twitter and instagram at weird norfolk Weird Norfolk Podcast is a Richard Fair production for the Eastern Daily Press. We'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts and your weird stories. Just contact us at weirdnorfolk at archant.co.uk.